everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. He is the best-selling author of God and Donald Trump, Trump Aftershock, God Trump in the 2020 election, God Trump in COVID-19, God and cancel culture, all of which testimony has been privileged to cover. And now with his latest, I would say, greatest read to date, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World, best-selling author, publishing magnet, and one of America's top 25 influential leaders and evangelicals in America today, as touted by Time Magazine, does not disappoint. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to Testimony, always a joy and honor indeed, founder of Charisma Magazine and my highly esteemed friend, Stephen E. Strang. Stephen, welcome back to Testimony. Well, thank you. It's always great to be with you. Well, it's great to have you. First of all, I have to say what an exceptional, needed, and critical read you have labored to put together spirit-led living in an upside-down world, and especially now with our world literally turned on its ear with fire under its feet and a house about to crumble, literally, if yesterday's congressional antics are any indication with the sudden removal of Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy and the left-wing trial of former President Donald J. Trump in an attempt to cancel him all together along with his family and in an election year where he is the clear front-runner on all fronts. Your thoughts on both before we begin our time here today. Wow. <laughs> Um, very interesting question. Uh, not easy to answer it, but I'll start at the beginning. First of all, I could barely believe that I wrote that many books on Trump. Um, <laughs> the first one, God and Donald Trump, sounds political, but it was really spiritual because there were prophets of God, some of whom I know personally, who sensed that the Holy Spirit was telling them that God was going to raise up somebody who nobody expected to help turn this country around. And as the election approached, they started saying it was Donald Trump. And when I first heard this, I thought it was a, almost sounded crazy. Like, how could this be? But before the election happened, I concluded that they were right. And of course, he was elected. And it was a story that was not told other than in places, a few places like Charisma Magazine. We had covered it online. But there were several major books on Donald Trump written I read them because I was just interested as a reader, and they never told this story. So I told it, and it was that, you know, God still has a, a plan and a purpose. And then, of course, everybody attacked Trump that he wasn't their idea of a Sunday school teacher. And so I dealt with the question, does God raise up imperfect leaders? And, of course, we know the answer. The answer is yes. I mean, just about every major leader in the Bible was deeply flawed in some way. And um, then the other books were kind of a continuation of that. 
uh, I decided that I didn't want to write one more book on Trump. I mean, he is out of office. It's very interesting, all this stuff that's happening. It, the world is upside down. But in some ways, the world has been upside down for a long, long time. It just somehow means right. seems more intense. And I sensed, Jensen, that uh, people were discouraged. And I'll admit, you know, there were even times I was discouraged, like, what is happening? Yeah. I mean, even with Donald Trump, it seemed that something's turned around. Look what he did on the Supreme Court. Look what he did with relations with Israel, moving the embassy. And he stopped a lot of craziness. And then my book, Guide Trump in the 2020 Election, was my impassioned plea on why we had to elect a conservative named Donald Trump, imperfect though he was, because a whole lot of bad things would happen. Well, guess what? Without knowing it, I was prophetic. The book was written more or less a year before the election, before COVID. And I wrote on why he might lose. And a bunch of the stuff that I wrote, which was not particularly prophetic, has come to pass. This time, I did not want to write about politics. First of all, that's not my forte. I've been covering the Christian community, and especially what we call the spirit-led community, or some people use the term Pentecostal or charismatic. I've been doing it all my most of my adult life for over 40 decades. I'm sorry, 40 years, four decades. <laughs> yes. I'm old, but not that old. <laughs> so, um, so I'm saying, you know, just to survive in these times, we've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit, and especially to stand up to the people that want to cancel us. You know, yes, they want to cancel conservatives and everyone that doesn't agree with them on climate change and but it comes down to the fact when you kind of strip all the other way, it comes down to they want to cancel Christianity and its influence in our culture. But I'm also telling people that even with all this madness, we can be happy. We can have the joy of the Lord. We can experience the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, patience. And we can, and that the Holy spirit gives us power there are gifts, miracles, because of signs and wonders. Uh, people can be healed. There's prophetic. There's words of knowledge. There's all these things. I document this in an understandable way because I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. I'm a publisher. I'm a publisher who in recent years has, mainly because of God, Donald Trump, has started writing these books. And it's, it's been very interesting to you know see how people react. Churches are starting to use the book. Um, in fact, I've had discussions even this week uh, using the book as a Bible study because there are a lot of churches, sincere churches, that believe in the Holy Spirit who don't teach much on it, That's especially right. to new people or maybe new converts. And uh, my book is an opportunity for a Sunday school class or a Bible study to go through it. I've taught it myself in my own church. And, um, you know, if people are interested, I could send them information or send them um, a free copy of the book. I found it wasn't easy to summarize each chapter. We basically, you know, dealt with a different chapter every week. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Stephen Strang, founder of Charisma Media and author of his latest must-read, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. One of your many highly esteemed endorsements comes from world-renowned Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, and I quote in part, quote, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World is a much-needed guide for believers to live thrive, and prevail in the end time. It is spiritual, accessible, practical, authoritative, and dynamic, an essential resource for those who are serious about living a victorious life, end quote. With the forward to your book by Benny Hinn and the dedication of your book to America's pastor of blessed memory, Jack Hayford, along with a multitude of generals in the faith, adding their commentary in support. Does this encourage you that after over 2,000 books published by Charisma, and as you alluded to earlier, over 40 plus years of covering this and other topics, Spirit-Led Living is a book like no other. Can you briefly expound and then please tell us, Steve, your own story? of how you came to faith in Jesus Christ and just how leading a spirit-led life has been just that for you. Stephen E. Strang, please tell us that story. Well, I mostly tell other people's stories, including some of the people whose names you rattled off. I mean, it was just part of my work, but I do tell my own story. My father was a Pentecostal minister, so I grew up in this. I never didn't know about it. But, you know, as I grew older, they didn't really explain a whole lot. It was just kind of the way it was. It was how we believed. I did go to a youth camp when I was uh, probably 11 or 12 years old and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And something deep happened, even though I wasn't very old. And it kind of helped me through those years that tend to be kind of rebellious years where you start to ask questions. And I grew up in the Vietnam War era, uh, they, a lot of civil rights unrest back in that era. There were riots at the Democratic National Convention. There were several prominent assassinations. It was a difficult time. And um, I didn't get sucked into it very much because I had strong biblical base, but you know, I had a lot of questions, but I didn't know what I was going to do with my life and, and, you know, all the temptations you have when you're a young person. And, but during that time, something happened. It was the Jesus movement. And suddenly there were thousands and tens of thousands of young people getting turned on to the Lord and also the charismatic movement. And I had just a dramatic shift uh, where I just said, Lord, you know, I need to know you in a whole new way and uh, really receive power, got involved in student ministry, uh, radically turned on to the Lord, so much so that only a couple of years out of college, I started a little magazine that by God that we called Charisma. Nobody ever heard of it. It just slowly over the years it grew and the Lord opened more and more doors. And so I tell, I do tell my own story and I just explain to people in simple terms. As I said earlier, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a minister. And, uh, but people need to understand this. 
you know, you mentioned what Rabbi Khan said about the end of time. I have a whole chapter right at the end of the book on the end of time. And it's not pretty. I mean, if you believe the book of Revelation, half the world's population is going to die. So how in the world do you stand up to that? Well, first of all, we believe that if we're killed, we'll um, suddenly be in Jesus' presence. So that's a wonderful reminder. But, you know, there are some Christians, in fact, I was sort of grew up that it sort of didn't matter what was going to happen because we were going to be whisked up in the rapture. Well, we, you know, there are a lot of people that still believe that. I'm not so sure, you know, I, I don't want to just assume that it's going to happen and then have it not happen. And, you know, what do you do then? Well, you've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. You've got to know that you know that you know. you got to be able to stand up to the enemy that we call the devil. In fact, I have a lot in the book about deliverance. I believe that one of the things that the power of the Holy Spirit can do is help us to overcome the enemy. The enemy tries to intimidate us. He tempts us. He harasses us. Um, and a lot of people get addictions and other things that are really strong, what the Bible calls strongholds, and they don't know what to do. Right. There aren't that many ministries that deal with this. But, you know, if people understand and if they're empowered by the Holy Spirit, they can take authority over the enemy. In my own, now that I think of it, in my own prayer time this morning, I was praying deeply about some things, and I just felt that in the privacy of my own prayer time, I should take authority over the enemy in some ways that I was being troubled. I, I, I was praying about some things I was troubled about in my spirit, and I realized that the enemy was actually attacking my mind and my spirit and trying to intimidate me. And I just felt a, an enormous release. I believe it was almost like a word of knowledge, which I have some great stories from leaders like Reinhard Bonnke in particular, had a word of knowledge that his brother was about to take his own life. He writes him a letter pleading with him to turn his life over to the Lord. Even though they grew up in the same home, he had gone in a very different direction, actually considered himself an atheist. But he was, in a, he was having great difficulty. And he said, Lord, if you're real, have my brother reach out to me. He's a man of God. And uh, suddenly he gets this letter. Now, the, the story is a little bit more detailed than I'm saying here. Um, but it was just an astounding example of a word of knowledge. And his brother ended up turning his life over to Christ. And we could, the Holy Spirit can lead us and guide us. But too many people live a life even a Christian life, a quiet desperation. They never really come into the fullness of what God wants to do in their lives. And I hope that my book sparks something. I believe that every single believer needs to know these foundational truths. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to author and founder of Charisma Magazine, Stephen E. Strang, his latest must-read, Spirit-Led Living, in an upside-down world. Well, Steve, you've addressed a couple of the questions I already had, uh, which is the topics you cover in your book, namely the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the need for deliverance in the body of Christ as evidenced uh, by the outpour and outcry from pastors like Greg Locke, for example, whom Testimony interviewed for the Come Out in Jesus' Name movie and subsequent book entitled Cast It out. I think you've already uh, addressed that to some degree. As a young believer, uh, I learned about healing and deliverance and prophecy and word of knowledge and all of that, the gifts 
of the Spirit, and I can't tell you how invaluable that has been to me in my life, and why? Because what it did for me, and what your book is going to do for readers, is give them the knowledge, one, the power, two, and the uh, way uh, to follow the Lord. You know, God says we are the sons of God to those who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. Well, how are you led by the Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit leads us, and this is what you so beautifully and simply and succinctly explain with the different testimonies in your book, Derek Prince being one of them. He was a father in the faith to me, and with particular emphasis on deliverance. Now, without the power of the Holy Spirit, my next question, talk about the dangers of living a, quote, lukewarm life in an upside-down world, and why Jesus said, if that's your state, you'll be spit out. Well, what you quoted uh, was in the book of Revelation to the church in Laodicea, which was one of the seven churches, and and uh, the Spirit said to be hot or cold and not lukewarm, they'd be spit out of their mouth and none of us like stuff that's lukewarm um i might just add this that a week ago i was actually in turkey i visited ephesus um you know where the book of ephesians was written to and it caused me we were talking about visiting the seven churches i was on a vacation that did not include that that i was thinking about the seven churches and the church at later and i was thinking it'd be really interesting to visit it and find mm-hmm. out more about it yeah. listen the, the god is a good god but the devil's a bad devil and he's going to pull he's going to steal kill and destroy he doesn't want us to be dynamic and if he can't get us to backslide and get into drugs or alcoholism or some kind of perversion he's going to cause us to just be a big zero you know, just a bump on a log at a church or maybe don't even go to church very often, not witness, not pray for people, not see victory. And, you know, part of it is a decision that we have to press into God. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. When Jesus went to heaven, before he went, he told his disciples that he would send a comforter. That was the Holy Spirit who would give power. And just a short time later, when they tarried in the upper room in Jerusalem, the Holy Spirit was outpoured, and they considered that the beginning of the church, the day of Pentecost. And we use that term all these centuries later when we say Pentecostal. Uh, it has to do with that day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit was outpoured. And, you know, there's a lot of variations of doctrine, and some people don't agree on speaking in tongues or they think that maybe you get the Holy Spirit only when you accept Christ. And you can't accept Christ without the Holy Spirit leading you, that's for sure. But you know what? The thing is, we need to be on fire for God. The, the Holy Spirit leads sincere Christians who want to follow Him, who maybe haven't experienced all this thing. I think, personally, it's a pity. But, you know, there are some people that, for whatever reason, are taught a certain way. I'm hoping that my book will open their eyes and see— a lot of it is just for the asking. It's almost like accepting Christ at salvation. Someone's not living for the Lord at all, and suddenly their eyes are opened that they need to accept Christ's forgiveness and invite him into their heart. And their life has totally changed. In some ways, understanding the Holy Spirit 
receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the same way. You just realize that you need to do it. You accept it and you press in and you learn about it. You read your Bible. You know, all everything I talk about is in the Bible. You know, the Bible's over a thousand pages long. There are 27 books in the New Testament. You can search it out as scripture here, as scripture there. And we need to do that, of course. But my book kind of does some of that research for people all in one place, helps you understand. There are a lot of footnotes. There are a lot of scripture references. I like to quote the scripture in the text because a lot of people won't stop and take their Bible and look it up. So I make it easy for people. You know, that's because I'm a journalist. I want people to learn and understand and experience the Holy Spirit. You know, this is a passion for me. I've spent my entire life doing it. In fact, in some ways, the book is a culmination of my life's work. I thought about calling it Spirit-Led Living 101 because, you know, it's just the basics. However, we are living in an upside-down world. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is real. Jesus Christ is real. God has a plan for humanity. We do believe we're racing toward the end of time. And right now we need the Holy Spirit more than ever. Amen and amen. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to founder of Charisma Magazine, Stephen E. Strang and his latest must-read Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. Uh, Stephen, in a remaining time today... Renowned and sometimes controversial evangelist, teacher, and best-selling author, Benny Hinn, wrote the foreword to your book, Spirit-Led Living, and I quote in part, quote, The reason the Holy Spirit is here is to make Jesus, the Son of God, more real to us in our lives, to give us a love for the Lord we've never known, and to glorify the Lord Jesus in and through our lives. That said, any last words of encouragement to do just that for our listening audience today? Well, Benny Hinn is an example of this. You know, when the Holy Spirit touched him when he was like maybe 19 years old, uh, he was radically changed. Of course, he's affected the lives of tens of thousands of people. His own book, Good Morning Holy Spirit, sold well over a million copies. I happen to be good friends with Benny. I've known him since around 1976. That's a long time. And uh, I was was honored that he would do the forward because when you go to a Benny Hinn meeting or crusade or whatever they call it, um, you experience the power. I mean, you can sense the anointing, the music, the teaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like the Holy Spirit's his best friend. You know, he's been controversial. There are people that don't like him, but, you know, he's got a good heart. And a lot of people who don't like him wouldn't like you or me either if they knew (laughs) more about us. That's Um, right. You know, he's kind of a lightning rod. And uh, there are people, in fact, there's a new movie that just came out that where they just say the gifts are not for today. Well, that's a doctrine that's been around for a long time, but it's really a doctrine that came with the Protestant Reformation to explain why we hadn't seen these uh, gifts during, you know, what we now call the Dark Ages, because Christianity got off path in some way. That's why Martin Luther felt that he needed to reemphasize that salvation was by grace and not works and through the church alone. But, um, you know, I was honored that Benny did the 
forward. He's been a, a great promoter. He's been a great friend. And uh, I believe that he gives a certain amount of credibility. And, you know, there are a few people that said, oh, he's too controversial. You know, it'll hurt sales. Well, I didn't worry about that. You know, Benny's my friend, and I so respect his ministry about the Holy Spirit that I was honored to have him. You know, in, in putting a, a, together a book, sometimes there's a tendency to try to water things down and make it a little more general. But I decided early, I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit directed me not to water it down, to just Amen. state the facts, stay with the Word of God, and people who disagree on different doctrinal issues, they'll read it or they won't read it. Maybe they'll change their mind, but I didn't want to water it down. The book, in some ways, is controversial, except that I'm. it's footnoted, I'm careful, I don't say a lot of outlandish things, but there's a lot of things that people won't agree about, especially about deliverance and some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, people see it a different way, but I believe that we've got to experience the power of the Holy Spirit to even exist and not backslide in this upside-down world. It is possible to be happy. We don't have to be depressed every time you turn on the news. You even refer to some of it in your open. I mean, you can almost get depressed. But you know what? The Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purposes. And I believe that even with all the craziness in the upside-down world that is causing people to want a reality, they want power, they don't want Sunday morning religion, they don't want legalism, they want power, they want the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, and that's what I believe in. That's why I wrote Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to founder of Charisma Magazine and Charisma Media, Stephen E. Strang, whose latest Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World is a must-read. You can learn more about Stephen Strang's work, ministry, and mission by visiting stevestrangbooks.com and catch his podcasts on the Charisma Podcast Network and email him at info at charismamedia.com. You will be blessed, inspired, and given great hope that you did. Mr. Strang, Steve, sir, thank you for doing the hard work to pen Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. Of all the award-winning books you have published, including your own, Spirit-Led Living is a lifeline for those wanting more in their walk with Jesus Christ, one of victory in overcoming, triumph through trials, courage in the face of fear, faith to embolden, and the power of the Holy Spirit to enable. Quote, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Revelation 12, 11, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Spirit-led living is a testament to doing just that, and powerfully so. We thank you, and God continue to richly bless you, your family, and ministry, and in every way. God bless you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. 
Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.